and welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast. Cast, 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 cast. Wow. Cast, I need to turn my headphones down. Cast, 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 cast. It's self oscillating. <laughs> my name is Gabor. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good then. Hello, I'm Alex, and welcome to another podcast. Yes. We're going to talk about things and stuff. The super regular, super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast. Uh, we are, yes, it's we August now, regular. Alex. Is it? Mm. Oh, yeah. It says so on my calendar. That's yep. good. So the last podcast we did was quite a long time ago, and we talked about your pedal board. Uh, mm. It was, when was it? When did we record our last podcast? When was it released? Does it say it anywhere on this thing? <laughs> um, I don't know. A while ago, anyway. Um, yeah, it's just time always seems to seems to kind of go really quickly lately. Yeah, right. But yeah, so uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for you know being part of this uh, stupid little podcast and our YouTube channel. We should also mention we just uh, went past twenty five thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel. So big thank you to everyone. Uh, let's Woo. let's do the next twenty five thousand like way quicker. So tell all your friends, tell all your family. <laughs> if you uh, you know if you go to school, university, if you at work, uh, all your workmates. When they're not looking, grab their phones or log onto their computers and subscribe uh, through them to us. Mm. No one would yep. be annoyed about that. Just just uh, hack away. Hack on. Just hack away. You don't need to hit, hit the notification bell for them. Hit it for yourself, but for them. Don't for them. So they don't get <laughs> notified. They're just, for some reason, oh, did I subscribe to the channel? I must have. So, you know, <laughs> just do that. Help us out. Do that. Yeah. Do that, indeed. So, Alex, you are in Yo. a different location to usual. Mm. I can see. If, if for people with special glasses, uh, you can you, you would have noticed that by now. But um, t t tell me about where you are and how you're recording uh, today's podcast. <laughs> Does this count as like a sponsored thing? What do you call it? Maybe gifted or gifted or something. Yeah. So um, this uh, this, am... <laughs> this may include a promotion. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I am all the way upstairs in the lounge room. At, at hey, the hang on, hang table. on, hang on, hang on. Slow down, slow down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Upstairs. <laughs> Mr. Fancy with multiple levels. Yeah, go, go, keep going. Oh, yeah, we, we, have, three, <laughs> we have three levels. You're not in a car hole anymore. You're in the... No. <laughs> in car a, hole? In the living hole? People hole? No, People that's hole? not right. That's not right. Um, yeah, so I'm recording in the lounge room and I've got a Flammer FM10 in front of me. We did a video for them for it. It's like a little mini USB mixer thingy, yeah. which is also an interface. Ah. So I thought it's a nice day. I might try and sit in the sunshine and chat rather than being in the car hole. <laughs> <laughs> which is my studio. Yeah. <laughs> which used to, be, used to be a garage. A garage. Yeah, and, um, garage. Yeah, it seems to work well. We um we did a video on it and recorded some guitar and voice through the thing. Works pretty good. Hey, it's all bus powered, so you don't even need power supply. It powers off my laptop. Cool. And um stuff. Yeah. And so just, you said you were works. recording into Audacity. How come you're recording? Yeah. What what? You're not into GarageBand or Logic? Oh, you don't have Logic on that, do you? Uh no, because I reformatted a while back. Um, okay. And also, this is an old laptop. I don't think the new one is compatible with my... Anyway, um, actually, I had this issue last night and I did a multi-track recording from a gig and one, a couple of the tracks were corrupted. 
Oh. And I just wanted to have a quick listen. And I know that was a free download, just a recorded DAW simple thing. So yeah. I just downloaded that real quick. And it seems to work. There's not much to it, but just for capturing audio, I think it's pretty okay. cool. Um, I literally played with it last night and I know it works. I did a test before and it captures my voice. So that works. We'll see. Yeah, cool. Have, have that sounds, ever, have, sounds good. Have you ever used the Audacity? No, I never had the have Audacity had, to use Audacity. You audacity? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've always had, because I've always been a, I've always had GarageBand. That's sort of what I used to record mm. on always GarageBand. And then yep. once I made the jump into Logic, I just had Logic on all my computers basically. Yeah, likewise. I had Pro Tools back in the day, like Pro Tools 7 or something. <whistles> that was pretty crap. And uh, yeah. <laughs> It's been all uphill since then. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what it is. Cool. Uh, no, it's, it's been nice. I've had this idea now and I can do it because of this little um, FM10 mixing console. I don't know if I'll call it console. It's like the size of two iPhones. Um, it's it's a bus-powered interface. So now I can do stuff not in the studio. So if it's a nice day, I can sit on the deck and do things, edit, um, record this kind of stuff. I could even put right. bass into it if you had to do a bass track. Uh, well, it's guitars. got guitar, uh, guitar sim stuff in oh, it. Oh, it does too, actually so have sim stuff, yeah. Did you, did, are you using any of the compression or uh, onboard effects uh, while you're recording? I can put reverb. Ooh. Hear that? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. No, I'll turn that off. That's weird. Oh. Um, no, I have the compression EQ button in. I don't know what. Well, I think we probably changed it when we did the video, but whatever. It is. But it's on the, on the on channel one, isn't it? So it's a vocal channel. Yeah. So we did. I had the microphone. Remember, I was talking into the microphone oh, yes. in the video. So we must have said it to my beautiful voice. So, so it should be more manly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Was that choked. the more manly? Was that the more manly voice? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Except I choked, good on, to choked know. on my coffee. <laughs> coffee. Good to, good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Alex, other than yeah. um, you having the audacity to record in Audacity, um, what what else Ooh. is new with you, Alex? Uh, lots of sound gigs. I've done I did a festival over the weekend, and that was pretty cool. It was a big, big effort. Uh, we had it's like a little medium sized festival. But we still had four crew plus an extra guy bumping in and out with us. Pete. Um, Pete, yes. Was it Pete? Pete, yeah. Pete if you're listening. Pete. Um, yeah, we G'day smashed Pete. it. Um, that was good. I was talking about Pete yesterday. Well, yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, I mean, to- totally unrelated to this podcast in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I- um, at the music shop where I teach guitar, yeah. in a room just across from me is a lady that teaches piano. Her name is Larissa. And she plays in a band now with Pete and Aaron. Ah, that, that Tobias yeah. guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and I just said, oh, I saw on Facebook that you're playing in a band with Pete and Aaron. And she was saying, oh, yeah, they're lovely guys, aren't they? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we were yeah, just cool. talking about them. Yeah. Just friends of ours. Just, just you know, talk amongst just yourself ca- for a moment while we, while we <laughs> yeah. catch them. Because, yeah. yeah, we but, didn't um, film this week uh, mm. because of that. Cause we, or, did we film last week? No, we didn't film last week either. We didn't film last week or this week. Slack. Yeah, because it's been it's been really busy. So I've done a couple of videos, uh, mm. plug-in yep. videos and stuff. I even redid a video that I've already uploaded and I was going to release and then I watched bits of it at night before I released it on the TV at, at in my house because mm. I usually watch 
when I do YouTube, I just watch it on my TV um, in right. in the house. And um, I always I always like watching the videos we do, and after I've edited them on the TV, because then you hear it kind of the way most people probably hear it, which is like either through TV or iPhone or something like that. Yeah, and you see what the colors look like, and you see what it looks like, and I just wasn't very happy with the video. It was a really long video. It's uh, um, for um, all the modulation pedals in IQ Multimedia. It's like yeah. an hour long video, and I, yeah, I filmed huge. it, edited it, uploaded it, and then watched it, and then I went, you know what, I'm going to do that again. So filmed it again, <laughs> edited it again, <laughs> uploaded it. Now I like it much better. Yeah, so cool. That was version two. Um, nice. But yeah, so uh, yeah, we didn't film for two weeks because everyone, everyone's been busy and, and stuff like that. So we're a little bit behind with stuff. Uh, things are arriving um, on a somewhat regular basis. Mm. Um, so there's lots of stuff we're going to have to do, but we'll catch up eventually. So Yeah, it should be cool. Mm. Nice. So what, what have you been up to? Been playing some gigs? Lots of gigs, yeah. It's been, cra- it's been crazy busy for me as well. Just yeah. doing lots of gigs, um, lots of stuff with, you know, family after school stuff and and um yeah and just lots of trying to work out how to use things and and making videos and i mean that's always the thing a lot of people don't quite realize you know you you i make an hour-long video with the amplitude stuff it probably takes more like two hours to actually film it or more you know plus you've got to kind of maybe work i mean not with that so much that was sort of a just run through but with a lot of software you've got to work out how to use it beforehand yeah. Then you film <laughs> to it to some extent. To some extent. Yeah. Then you film the video. Then you've got to edit it. Now the editing, usually depending on how long the video is, will take about at least twice as long as how long the video is to edit it because you've got to, you know, you start, stop, start, stop, go backwards, cut bits out, move things. I always try to cut things, especially when I do. It is a little bit of insight for you people, not that you probably care or not, but anyway, uh, very often when I do um, plug-in videos. Uh, or do videos with the computer screen where kind of the picture goes back and forth between me and a computer screen. A lot of people go, oh, why don't you just do picture in picture? One of the reasons I don't do is is because often I will there will be cuts that you don't even know that they're cuts because I will, you know, going, okay, next, <laughs> you know, to the next for the next plugin. And then yep. the when you watch it, it goes to the screen with the next plugin. But in reality, I pause, have a drink of water, scratch yeah. my butt a bit, uh, have another drink of water, a little bit more butt scratching, and then I'll do it, you know. So, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> and those bits you got to cut out. <laughs> yeah, you don't want people to see you drinking water. That's for no, sure. <laughs> the butt scratching is it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So there's there's a lot of that going on. Um, so the editing takes at least twice as long as the video takes to, yeah, uh, to film. Um, plus, then you do you know the color grading, and you've got to uh, insert you know things, and then you upload the video, and then you've got to insert whenever we point to the corner of the screen to say, oh, watch this video. So as I'm editing, I'm writing down the times of when things happen for the chapter marks. Um, then you've got to, as you upload it, you've got to put in all the chapter marks, then which takes forever. Then you've got to put in all the, the cards. Then you do the end screen, which often I go, and here's the end screen, you know, and then so you've got to line it up with when you say that. So there's lots of work to it. So um, I think I filmed two videos in the one day the other day. And then I've edited the shorter video that same day and then I edited the longer video the next morning. So that took most of the morning. Um, so, yeah. you know, lots of, still lots of work, even though it's just two plug-in videos. Sure. Um, yeah. So, but other so than that, yeah, thought- just doing, doing gigs. Um, yeah. 
I did a gig with the uh, UAD Dream reverb pen. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's I, I bought that. That wasn't sent to us. I bought that. No. Do tell. Had to go. Okay. So I made a little boom boom. You mentioned it to me, but. Yeah. Go. I made a little boom boom. So uh, on my pedal board, I had um, for the maybe two gigs before that one, because I used my, the HX Stomp as my amp, basically, right, for most of these gigs. I go direct and I use amp modeling on the HX Stomp. Um, so, and I also had a Strymon Flint for tremolo and reverb, cause just for this kind of band, it works, you know, because it's, it's that, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wanted it. So, but when the dream came, I thought that's got tremolo and reverb built in, so I don't need the Flint. So I plug into it and I thought, oh, Strymon, they use, they, they, they draw quite a lot of power. So uh, I plugged the Dream in, turned it on, tried it out, worked fine. I thought, okay, cool. It, it has enough power. Yeah. Then I went to the gig um, and it, I started playing. It sounded great. I really liked it. It, fe- it feels really good too. Um, the pedals sound really good through it. You know, long story short, uh, I played. Uh, and then maybe three or four times during the gig, all of a sudden the sound just went completely no sound and I looked down and I could see the lights flashing it's kind of rebooting the dream right and the problem with these UOD pedals is there's no analog dry through so when it the power when the power to it goes you know not like with true bypass pedals you unplug it and you still get the straight signal through it with this the power goes no sound and it takes about 10-15 seconds for it to restart so as you're playing a gig that's a freaking eternity <laughs> like in the middle of a song <laughs> that's that's this, a, eh? that feels like an eternity right and it happened maybe yep. three or four times during the gig um and th- uh, and i mean gig as in it's a three hour long gig so it was a, like a like a function that we did um thankfully it didn't happen at super important times i think once mm-hmm. it happened when i was mid solo and it just went Excuse me. um yep. But uh, anyway, so power went uh, or it kind of rebooted, and then I thought, am I overdriving it too much? Am I having hitting it too hard? You know, so turn all the volumes down and stuff, and it did it, did it again. Anyway, uh, got it back home, took the whole thing apart, read up about it. I asked, I messaged Ryan, Sixties Uncle Hum Ryan, because I know he uses it in at, for his uh, church gigs now, and asked, sure. did that? Yep. Does that ever happen? And he goes, Nah, never happened to me. It works fine. Works really good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so took it all apart, looked at the power, and it was plugged into 300 milliamp output. Ah. Um, the Flint seemed to run fine with the 300 milliamp output, but these guys need minimum 400 milliamp output. Sure. So I had a 500 milliamp output, which had my whammy pedals plugged into that, because that says on it, like, two amp or something like that. <laughs> like, it's a massive, oh. but it, it works with less. Yeah. Um so anyway, I went on to Nerdville on the internet and a lot of people say that the uh, Whammy only draws about 260 milliamp. So I plugged a Whammy yeah. into the 300 milliamp. I plugged a Dream into the 500 milliamp output. Uh, and now it seems to work. <laughs> I, had, I played it for quite a while here and it seems to do everything well. So moral of the story, if you buy one of those UAD pedals, make sure you give it at least 400 milliamp. Yeah. Or read needs, the manual and give it the required the milliampage. It's any pedal, right? With any pedal, read the manual yeah. <laughs> and give it to required milliampage. Especially digital stuff. It's kind yeah. of obvious, but yeah. 
Well, and especially digital stuff without analog drive-through. So again, the Strymon mm. stuff has analog drive-through. Uh, yep. So with the Strymon stuff, if the power goes, you if, unless you use the pedal, you may not be noticing it. With True, uh, yeah. Because it just turns off and turns on again and you may not really even notice it. With yeah. ones that don't have an analog drive-through, like this one, you really, really, really notice it because you're playing and then you go... There's no sound at all. <laughs> <laughs> then you're not playing. And you're not playing. So that was yeah. my little boom boom. But I think it all works now. And it, it sounds great. I really liked it. I, I pref definitely prefer it over the HX Stomp. Oh, yeah? So yeah. do you set it up with any drive, like edge of breakup or pretty clean? So the way I ended up using it, because you can reconfigure the buttons, right? Uh, mm. And we'll do a video of it shortly and then we'll I'll talk about it as well. But so you can yeah. reconfigure the, figure the buttons. The way it comes... It's basically one button you turn it on and off with. Yep. And the other button you turn preset on and off with because you can store one preset on it and then you can also oh, have the what the knobs are actually physically set to. Yep. You know what I mean? So you can have one preset mm. that's completely different that's stored on it that you toggle with the preset switch uh, and then the other preset switch turns the, the live mode, let's call it, whatever the knobs are set on to on and off. Now, you can reconfigure the knobs. So the way I have it set up now is I have one of the switches turns a tremolo on and off, or vibrato as they call it falsely, but one switch yeah. turns a tremolo vibrato on. The other switch toggles between live mode and my preset. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the reason I've done it, so you have it, there's a boost on it, but I think the boost is before the amp, so it's running into the amp. So it doesn't give you a volume boost, it gives you a gain boost. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, I want a volume boost for lead stuff right for, for to go from i always like a little mm. bit of a push i usually have a, a boost pedal of some sort or with my hx stomp you can set up um a volume boost on the output so after the after the amp sim after the speaker uh, sim the cabinet sim after everything just on the output you can actually assign how many um um db boost you want and you can assign it to a knob mm. right so that's what i used to do with that so yeah, I cool. think it was 5 dB or something I did. So it boost, this goes up a little bit for lead, right? Yep. With this, the boost is pre-everything, I think. So it gives you more gain. So the way I have it set up is I have a preset. Oh, and the other thing is you can, you have an app on your phone. Oh, and right. you can store heaps of presets on the phone. But you have to via the phone change them. Um, so which is, that's, is that Bluetooth or something? Via Bluetooth, yeah. Right, cool. So you connect yeah. via Bluetooth to the to the pedal, and then yeah. you have there's a whole bunch there's a huge list of artist presets. So they got, you know, mm -hmm. whatever the dude is who plays with John Mayer and and Corey John Wong Mayer. and Nels Klein and uh, <laughs> what's her name Jessica Do Dobson the uh, deep sea diver Melbourne. lady a few few people like okay. that they got um, and Danish Pete. Um, did presets, the artist presets, and then they have the UAD presets so in a separate list, but then you mm. also have a third bank, which is a user, so you can store your own presets. The only thing is it, it takes a second to go between presets. Yeah, could you do that between songs? Like, you could, yeah, if like you have your phone there. Yeah. During a song. I guess if much. I had on my iPad, I could probably put the app on my iPad and you could do it between songs. Yeah, you could. Okay, so... You wouldn't do it during a song, but maybe between songs. No, because there's a little bit of latency, so it takes sure, it, yep. it takes a second to load. 
Um, yeah, no, but on. the way I have it set up, because again, I mean, this, the one thing I like about this, and if people remember, go back a couple of years ago, I was talking about, you know, oh, we have yes, the technology now. <laughs> no, but you know, like Boss made those yeah, yeah. pedals with Fender, where it was the deluxe reverb, the yep. basement, and the reverb, the spring reverb. Yeah. But they made the deluxe reverb and a basement pedal. And lots of people go, it's a preamp. It's not a preamp. It's an overdrive that is meant to sound kind of like those. Um, and I said for ages that should make pedals like that. And especially Fender, who has that, that Tone Master series now, where they do that anyway in the amps, make a pedal where it's just you can buy one amp. You want the Fender Twin, you buy the Fender Twin pedal, and it has all the same controls, and it just does that. So to me, that's a great um, way of doing this, right? Um but because you can do other things, I w would like more options. I mean, MIDI would be amazing. So you could, via MIDI, switch presets. To sure. me, that yep. that would be the one addition that would make this thing insanely good. But, I mean, it's good the way it is. But So the way I have it set up is basically, yeah, so one, one switch turns the tremolo on and off, and the other switch goes between preset and live mode. And all I do in live mode is... I turn the volume up a little bit more, the output volume. I turn the input volume, the gain, which is kind of like the volume on the amp, up a little bit, and I gave it a little bit of boost. So I get a tiny bit of gain boost, but mostly volume boost. Sure. So that's yep. kind of like my lead boost, right? Yeah, right. But it gives it also just a little bit more gain as well, smidge more yep. gain. And actually the reverb is up ever so smidgingly as well on that. Um, compared to the preset. Okay. Yeah, interesting. I don't really push volume for solos. I often just might stack into the, whatever the gain situation is. Yeah, oft, so I usually just do volume. I've I always just had a, a boost as the last thing on all my pedal boards, pretty much every right. pedal board I've ever had. And it's just a volume boost that I use. I just find that if you're soloing, there's probably not like probably not singing happening. There's probably not, um, if you're in a bigger band, maybe no horns or something. So there's space in the in the band to solo without extra volume. I need extra volume, man. I need to be heard yeah. and felt. <laughs> <laughs> Look, looking at the wrong person. And, uh, also, no, I you know, the, 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 the room needs to shake from the volume. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And um, also I use a volume pedal, so I get often push it that, to max to get more level going into the game stages. So you don't yeah. get more volume, but it gets more saturated. Yeah. I mean, sustaining. I just like, see, I do, I do in my playing and my sort of style of playing, I play clean a lot. Yeah. Um, because it's a lot of it is sort of kind of funky soul R and B kind of stuff. So it's edge of breakup kind of sound, but fairly clean mm. and there to get more you push that. And then the thing that I like about this is it goes from a, it, it compresses more too because I'm pushing the input gain and I've got a little bit of boost. So you get a little bit more compression, a little bit more sustain. Plus you get a little bit more volume. So you go from a clean rhythm to a clean lead. That's not super clean. It's slightly broken up. Um, but I still want clean. But okay. it gives me just a little bit more gain and it gives me a little bit more compression, more sustain with that as well. And also a little bit more volume. There you go. And sometimes, you know, there'd be like, uh, I do uh, uh, like fairly low, you know, on the low E string 
melody lines that are part of the song or maybe a clav part, you know, like superstition and stuff like that. And yeah. for that to kind of jump out a bit more, I will boost the volume as well. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the, a lot of times those clav parts are sort of, they're right up front in the song. Yeah. Uh, but when I just play chords, I want to be more in the mix, not so up front. So, um, yeah, that's sort of what I use it mainly for. Sure. But it's great. So all up, I mean, uh, I, loving it. People are going to whinge because I use it in mono. No oh, man, why don't you use it in stereo? But I mean, I could not care less to hook stuff up in stereo. <laughs> I I yeah. think once <laughs> in my life, I did a gig um, with before mentioned Pete and um, and um, Aaron. I think it was a New Year's Eve gig we did. And sure. I thought, I'm going to hook up the HX Stomp in stereo and had all these ping pong delays hooked up and I had all this kind of Sick. cool cool stereo stuff hooked up. And then we played the first set and I said, ah, oh, did you notice? And I went, no, what? <laughs> so not even the guys in the band noticed. So <laughs> You probably got heaps of girls on the dance floor though because of that. Yeah, sure, because they would go, man, he's got a ping pong delay, man. Ooh, no, so, so I, I mean – I couldn't care less. I mean, if it was, if it was, you know, if I, you if you play in a big band that does, you know, some cool big theaters or, or stadium show. But even, I mean, even stadium yeah. shows. Yeah. But if you do like a bigger show with the front of house guy, and you you're really keen to make it sound as good as possible, um, then yeah. But I mean, the gigs I the gigs I do, which is you know, a lot of it is corporate stuff. A lot of it is is just you know, restaurant background music. Um, I honestly couldn't care less if I'm stereo or mono, so I'm running it in mono. Mono, <laughs> sure. And um, it's, but I, I think it's it it is definitely probably the best amp sim I've ever played. Okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb and saying that it feels really good. Yeah, I've been looking at the um, is it Ruby the yeah, Vox one, the AC30. Maybe we should uh, commandeer one. Maybe we should. Well, we can talk to our friend Kang at Jesus Four Day, eh? yes. but I, I think a, a lot of people complain about they're sold out everywhere, right? Which is why I mean, oh. as soon as they announced them, I pre-ordered mine because I went. I looked on in Australia. I looked at a whole bunch of different, and this that's one of the reasons why I didn't buy it off Kang as well at Jesus Four because they didn't have it listed yet. I just went to the as soon as I saw that they were doing this. Uh, I pre-ordered it because I went, I know they're going to sell out and I know it's going to be hard to get them and I know I want one. Uh, and I know even if I don't like it, we'll do some videos with it and then I'll sell it, you know, and you can probably sell it for oh, yeah. more than what you bought it for because <laughs> it's always yeah, sold probably. out. So that's well, one of the reasons I instantly said I'm ordering one. So, uh, and I I don't know if you remember. Probably not. But I think I said to you, because you said, oh, the Ruby looks interesting. And I said to you, pre-order it, talk to Kang because they'll yes. be sold out. Did you? Are they sold out? Uh, Are they sold out? I think so. Have a well. Let's have a look. What's 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 the third one? There's th three. The Woodrow, there? which is the um, oh yeah, the tweed yeah. style fender. T tweed one. That'd be cool too. Maybe we should get all three. Do a shootout. Well, um, shootout. What I hope that will happen um, is uh, a plexi at one stage. Yeah. Well, they can do all the um, all the amps they've modelled for. The Apollo, surely. Yeah, well, I'd say eventually they will. Uh, so you could do a Chandler one, like my Chandler head. Yeah, sure. That's lots of people. You know what? I think the Ruby's in stock <laughs> yeah, awesome. at Jesus Four. Should we talk to him? Yeah, good. Talk to Kang. 
He's a he's a buddy. Talk to him and see. Um, yeah, get one. I'm I'm all for it. Okie dokie. Done. Next question. <laughs> cool. Well, let's say yeah. So that's the dream anyway. The UAD dream. Yeah, um, we may have a Ruby soon too. So we might be doing videos on both. Yeah. Uh, one of the not- reasons, uh, one of the things I liked about the dream, and it, which is actually one of the reasons I bought it, just while we're talking about you know the UAD stuff, it's fairly new, so we may as well talk about it. So the dream is the only one that has reverb on it, and I think does a Ruby have tremolo? I think it does. Uh, yes, speed intensity. Yeah, it does. Does it have so, verb as well? No. The... So that's the thing that the dream is the only one that has reverb on it. All the other ones have right. their room um, emulation. Uh, so the emulation of having a um, being in a room, so just like spatial stuff, not actually reverb. And one of the reasons I wanted uh, that's one. I mean, I'm more of a Fender guy than a than a Vox guy. But actually, the the Woodrow, the the Tweedy one, I was kind of keen on as well. But I think yeah. I got this one because it. I thought if I put it on my board, it would replace the, um, the flint. Line six. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. And I mean, if I if I want more fancy reverb, I just use the the HX Dom. Yeah, exactly. Or um, H nine if you want to go ambient. Or H nine if you really want to go crazy. Right. Although I mean, the stuff you can do in a on the. Uh, HX Stomp, there's some super ambient reverbs and, and delays on there sure. anyway. Um, the other thing I actually just want to quickly mention with a lot of people, because a lot of people were whinging about there not being an effects loop or that you can't route <laughs> uh, one of the stereo inputs, outputs into an effects loop. I mean, the the thing is, if you use it as a pedal board amp, just stick the stuff you want in the effects loop after it. I mean, it makes no difference if it's after the cabinet simulation or not. Um, just put it after. Put the delays, reverbs. If you use the drive, and I mean, a Ruby has... a because I think you've got the boost there as well. So you can get it very kind of, you know, overdriven, very distorted. Yeah. Um, stick everything afterwards. You don't need an effects loop. The mm. thing I wish they would have done, I really wish they would have done, um, is have one of those little, I mean, all you need, you don't even need a full, but I mean, a full-size MIDI would have been great, but you don't even need that. You just need a, a jack MIDI input, you know, like a yeah. like a... TRS style input that goes to MIDI, or yep. even just a TRS style input um, for a foot switch. Oh, for dual switch, yeah, that'd be cool. Because then, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you could with this, and this is sort of my thinking, if you have, for example, this one and the Ruby, and it's hooked yep. up via MIDI to a switcher, you go, okay, I'm going to play my rhythm sound on my beautiful, cl- like clean, the clean verse bit. I'm going to play on the on the deluxe reverb. And then I'm going to go to lead and you push one button and via MIDI it switches from one to the other and you've got the Ruby and it goes to a fully pushed preset. Brian May-esque. Brian May-esque and you get that cool yeah. cutting super mids solo bit and then Sick. you go back and then you go, okay, oh, now I'm going back to a more rhythmy sound but I don't want that super mid forward. I want that more Fender style. And you go to a more driven sound. You know, to me, having a some sort of a MIDI thing where you could hook mm. multiples up together and where you could also then access presets via that instead of having a phone or an iPad in front of you, I think that's one thing they missed out on a little bit. The effects loop I don't think is necessary because, like I said, you just put stuff after if you want it after. 
Um, see, I don't. My amps are always. I, I want a clean amp. That's the whole point yeah. of this. I always run everything into my amps. I never use effects loops on anything. Um, but I understand people want to use the effects loop, but just put it after. But yeah, uh, some sort of a switching uh, capability that would have been great. Yeah, but where do you stop though? Do you end up being like a a helix or a a massive powerful? No, no, machine? no. But that's not what I mean. That's you don't need to go that far. Or, see, one of the other but things, the, for for example, this is, this okay, is yeah, your yeah. needs and wants. You know, like no, I know, but but if but even just little things like, needs and wants. But even just little things, for example, right? So you have yeah. you have on the dream, for example, right? You have reverb, which you can assign to a switch to turn on and off. Yep. You have tremolo, which you can assign to a switch to turn on and off. You have a boost, which you can assign to a switch to turn on and off. And you have preset live mode toggle, which you can assign to a switch. So it's four things. There's only two switches. Mm-hmm. Even yep. just having a plug where you could plug in a, an extra two-button um, foot switch where you sure. can say, okay, so I have all four of those functions. I can have the reverb, the tremolo, the boost, and um, the toggle right, on separate switches. Just that, I think, would have been great. You know, so just to ex- be able to expand it a bit. But yep. that's what I mean with MIDI. If you have a MIDI capability on it, you could pretty much do anything with it that's what i'm getting at it's i don't think it would take a whole lot more processing power or what they've done already because you can do all that stuff via your phone anyway but to be able to have a physical way of doing it on your board that you can sure. switch between presets and maybe turn the boost off as well as the reverb and tremolo i think i don't think it would have been that difficult to add midi to this possibly not no um, and I think that would have made it even more. Yeah, I know. I mean, then, yeah, the sky's the limit. What, you know, oh, why don't you do this and why don't you do that? But, and then, I mean, even just simple things like being so able soft, to access. Software put an effects loop in it while you're doing it? No, but, I mean, that's, that's again, that's stupid. That's pointless in my opinion because it's, it's, it makes no difference exactly. whether you put it. Exactly. that That's your point. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, that's all I think. I think it would have been sure. great to be able to do that. There's always going to be something about something that, someone doesn't like right? yeah yeah of course of course of course and because yeah. it's such a niche thing of like, especially gain right there's a million and one different overdrives a million and one different distortions fuzzes, yeah. blah 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 and then also like amp drive sounds so you can't really have one product to suit everyone I guess. Oh, of course you can. No, no, no. And, and that's, that's, not, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. All I mean is mm. if I think it's excellent, I think that's the only thing that would have made it more excellent If you would have excellent the possibility, <laughs> excellent If you would have had the possibility to do some sort of at least minor switching externally. And I mean, because that's the other thing. So many people use um, loop switches and stuff. And some sort of a function where you could have hooked MIDI up where you could have gone between presets, where you could have, you know, yeah. just add extra functionality that's already on there anyway, but have that functionality foot switchable as opposed to having to have a phone or iPad in front of you and do it on there. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to do either of it because I'm just going to set it up to one amp sound and that's it, you know. Uh, and I didn't put the reverb on the switch because I thought, I mean, if I want more reverb for something, I just lean down and turn the reverb knob up. I mean, it's no big drama. 
True, yeah. Um, But, for example, I was kind of tossing and turning between do you want to go, do you want to assign one of the switches to go between the preset and the live mode or do I want the boost? Yeah. You know, and I would have loved to have had both, you know, but you can't. So that's where your limitations are too. But um, in saying that, if you want more boost, I could just, it's just one knob, you know, you just turn the one knob up. It's not a big (laughs) drama really. Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, it'd be interesting to, I know, I could see some people who really dig the platform collecting them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably like like yourself. So, I don't know if I've got to collect all of them, but I mean, it'd be interesting to try out the Ruby. Yeah, sure. But and, and um, like I say, a, a Plexi could be really popular. Yeah, or like a like a, a the a, was it Blues Breaker that sort of style Marshall mm. style thing. Yep. Um, I think that would be really cool, and I think that's something I would possibly go for again as well. You know, because I I um well, I like that sound. Who's the product for? Is it for people probably on in ears for a start, like silent stages? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, people f- who want a backup for physical amps. Yeah. Um, someone like yourself who just wants to have an ampless rig. Yeah, I mean, that's that's mainly what it is for, uh, yeah. Is that covering uh, all the bases? Home, so. home recording? Sure, yep. I mean, you get a... I mean, the thing is then with home recording, uh, uh, you can get a lot of this that is quite similar to this in software form. But like sure. this, you don't. It, it's you don't have that software form. Yeah, you know, it doesn't chew up CPU on your computer. It's pre-computer. Mm. And even if you have a very basic recording software like Audacity, for example. Oh, Audacity! And you just got some headphones and a, you know, you set it up on the kitchen table. You could still get those amp tones without having to say have a two notes thing or mic a yeah. cab or oh, absolutely um, more plugins, faster yeah. um, I/O. So um, it does tick a lot of boxes, doesn't it? Oh, it does. No, I think it's yeah. excellent. I think it's great. I think the uh, I, I like I said, I've been wanting to see something like this for years now, um, yep. and I was kind of hoping Fender would do it because I'm a Fender guy, and it would have been cool to see Fender do it. But I think I, I genuinely think, and especially from what I can tell, because you know there there are um, now Facebook groups, you know UAD or UAFX groups yeah. you know that people that nerd out on on all the ua effects um and so many people want them and they go oh it's sold out everywhere sold out everywhere um <laughs> i think it's a popular thing yeah. and i can yep. see them yeah. make lots more um, okay for the next run of three new m pedals what do you reckon so plexi slash like blues breaker kind of st- thing what what else would yeah. you like to see other than yeah, your Chandler too. amp. <laughs> <laughs> the one model of the amp I already have that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, personally or just like as a business? Well, generally, what, what do you what, think would be the next? What like what would be the three next sort of popular amps that – and again, also you've got to kind of maybe look at the UAD world. The UAD world is not yeah. necessarily the chugga-chugga world. Yeah. It's the, it's the that pedal show, <laughs> Danish Pete <laughs> – it's Churchy the, people the more like, more leaning on the blues lawyer side of things and, and church players. Yeah. Um, what what amps do you think would be a, a you know what could you see UAD do in future? 
Um, I'm just trying to think what other Fender stuff could be cool. Maybe a Dumble? Well, there is on this one, you have a Dumble mod um, boost Oh, there on is, it. isn't it? There's a Dumble uh, mod boost on it. Does it sound dumbly with that thick mid-range? Uh, yeah, it has a dumble dumbleishness to it, but it's right. it's not a clean boost. It's a it it's a boost boost, so it makes it dirty. Okay, it dirties yeah. up the amp. Dirtify. Um, I guess Marshall's the obvious next thing. Um, maybe an eight hundred GCM. Okay, yeah, yeah, that thing. yeah. Um, maybe like a, a small tweed thing, a champ. I don't know. The tweed thing's kind of been done already with the Woodrow. Well, the Woodrow. No, hang on. Let me have a look. What's the what's the um, which exactly? What's the Woodrow based actually on? based on? Let me have a look. Yeah, I don't uh, know either. Um, Woodrow fifty five. I think it's like an old fifty five, like a old old. Hang on, where's the tweed. actual UAD? Oh, I've got to go to the tweed actual twin UAD. or something. Tweed deluxe. Uh, yeah, like a um, hang on, Woodrow legendary American tweed tube amp sounds used by artists and producers for decades, from the Eagles to Chuck Berry to Neil Young. Woodrow fifty-five, so it's a fifty-five tweed of some sort. Thing, okay. Um, I guess that early tweeds thing's been done. Then just have a slightly different ver- version would be pointless. Yeah, and it comes with. Oh, see, so in here, no, okay, so it's a mind a dream, right? Has a yeah. um, has three different uh, kind of boost options, and one of them is the Dumble one. Now, this one has the the boost side in the Woodrow has. Uh, so I guess this is maybe a bit of a U two thing. So iconic uh, preamp of the Korg SDD three thousand rack delay, the preamp right, part yeah. of it. The Maestro EP3 tape delay preamp part of it. Yeah. So that's part of the boosts that you can. So boosting it with rack gear, basically. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Um, R- retro digital. Retro digital. So I guess it's like a like an like a fifty five deluxe or something like yep. that. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. Right. Cool. Well. What you and you have, oh, you even have, because, sorry, sorry, I just, no, I just noticed something here too. Because, you know, with a lot of the old, these old amps, you have the an instrument input and a mic input. Yep. You know, you have kind of like the treble and bassier input, and then you can bridge them. So you can do that with this as well. And you have separate volume for the instrument volume and the mic volume. Mm. Yeah, cool. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. So I think yeah. the tweed thing is maybe covered with that. Yeah, yep. See, I Maybe, think... Maybe um, like a Plexi and a JCM800? Well, I, I can see something like a Plexi, Bluesbreaker, yeah. kind of the more vintage Marshall thing. I yeah. could see maybe an 800, but I think I could also see more like a basement style, which is, again, different to the tweed. Mm. Uh, like I could see that that sort of vibe to me. That's kind of where that UAD world is more Although. Maybe something like a Friedman or Diesel. But is it – I don't know if they go into the – well, see the 800. They, they do those high-gain things on the, on the Apollo platform. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean the, the, yeah. the 800 thing could go into Friedman territory. That's sort of – I mean Friedman, most yep. Friedmans are modded Marshall-style amps. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so you could have that. Okay, yeah. So you could have uh, the more vintagey Marshall thing, blues breaker, plexi kind of vibe. You could you could have the more hot rodded kind of eighties Marshall thing, the eight hundred slash Friedman kind of thing. Um, I think you could have, but I mean that kind of goes with the blues breaker kind of vibe. You could have that basement <laughs> blues breaker plexi kind of vibe. Or you could do like the um, Lawrence Petros thing and do. Early Marshall, the seventies Marshall, then the hot rodded modern Marshall. Yeah, that's that could be the kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Is other it? thing I think, because for me UAD again, I I think more like vintagey gear. Yeah. When I think of them, I'm thinking they could something along the lines of maybe like a Supro or even an old Silvertone kind of vibe sound. Ah, that'd you be know, cool. like the old Silvertone yep. amps. Because um, to me, when I think of UAD, I don't think high gain. Even right. though they have that to a certain degree, but I mean that's Brainworks that does it for UAD, sure the yep. plugins. But um, to me, when I think of UAD, I think of more the very traditional, more vintagey vibe stuff. So it's like seeing something like Supro style, maybe with that kind of um, old um, Silvertone amp kind of style thing. Mm. I could see something like that. Um, I could see like a like a nineties DOD amp. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, link to the video and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? That's even like right. a magnetone, where then it's more like oh, looking yeah. at the vibrato kind of side of things as sure. well. Like that sort of thing, I could see with UAD. I was going to say some more like boutique stuff, but it's kind of most boutique stuff is in the realm of Voxish or Marshallish or yeah. Fender Dumbledish or yeah. whatever the case is. Yeah. Like you could go to some Dr. Z stuff, but that's often based on Princeton's ex- and one of those. Deluxe Reverse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he does some Marshall type circuits too. Yeah. Um yeah, I think the Dumble thing could be a thing. Yeah, maybe Dumble style, yeah. G- give giving that world if we're talking about that that kind of world. Yeah. I don't know, mm. just I don't know if it's just me, but to me when I think of UAD, it's more that sort of world that that I can see. Classic tones. Classic tones, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe they might go into high gain. I could definitely yeah, see that too. Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me. Is that the audience, that, the kind of people that are going to buy high gain pedal amp in a box? Well, that's the thing. I mean, are the high gain amp in a box pedals the XFX guys and uh, the, you know, the Kemper guys yeah. who. Because, I mean, that's the thing. Um, a lot of those sort of high-gain metal guys, they are very, you know, it's there's one way and that's the one way you can go and there's no deviation from that one way because that's the way. <laughs> you know, they're very, <laughs> there is no, oh, but you could also, no, 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 this is the way it goes. So whether they would get those kinds of pedals, those kind of players, I don't know. Sure, um, yeah. But I could see the more, yeah, the 800s, Mm. Hot rodded Marshall kind of thing, yeah, but I don't know if you would see the full chugga chugga high gainy stuff. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. It doesn't. UAD doesn't seem like that for me. Actually, another thing I could okay. see, like something like an like a Sun, High yeah. Watt, you know that sort of vibe. That's what I could sort of. See. That's oh, what high I, watt, yeah. like a High Watt kind of style one, Sun, you know, which is then again more the Doomy kind of vibe, but it's oh, sort of ridiculously I, loud. Um, I think we're mi- I think we're missing a massive portion of the world, which is bass amps like Ampeg flip tops and stuff. 
but not necessarily for us. But that's a probably good. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, yeah. Sell. But then bass players do they? A lot of them. I mean, they just plug yeah. in direct, don't they? A lot of people. <laughs> no, not not anymore. There's heaps of pedal boards going around. Okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just jumping on UA, uaudio.com. If you go to UAD plugins, bass guitar. There's like. Yeah, I think the Ampeg thing would be a bit of a hit. Ampeg thing um, could be a bit of a thing, yeah. There's a Sir Diesel, that kind of gainy thing. More, uh, more Sirs, more Diesel Engel. Yeah, I mean that's that's all Brainworks that does all that stuff, you know. For yeah, sure. They have all those plugins available within their um, within their uh, their world. But to have uh, like a um. Uh, what's that thing called? Um, a high gain. It's called a train, the Fuchs train. Or oh, train wreck. Train wreck. That kind of thing? Yeah, that I could see is that, that kind too, of too stuff. too niche? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of that is... Um, is um, uh, what's it called? Um, in that sort of dumbbell world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, I mean, I, I could definitely see, I think, I mean, the lo- one of the logical next steps, in my opinion, by looking at those, you've got like a like a more blackface style Fender. You've got a tweed style Fender and you've got an AC30. To me, one of the logical next steps would be a vintage Marshall kind of sound. That's sort of the most logical next step. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, whether they will release a whole bunch more pedals, I don't know. But I think the Marshall thing is a definite, I think that will definitely come. Considering these are quite popular, these pedals, so. Mm. And then, like I say, the boutique thing is kind of still variations on a theme. It could go matchless, but that's kind of slightly boxy. Vox, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens It'd be interesting to see what they do anyway, yeah. So that's fifty minutes on one pedal. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, a group group. Talk about pedals. something else. <laughs> uh, well, just uh, stuff that has arrived recently and stuff that's sort of new here. Sure. Um, so we've got I've got the Mostronics VB1 um, vibrato in my hand, which was a mm. bit of an a bit of an enigma. I still need to talk to to Andrew about it a bit more. It, it definitely has almost a bit of a vibiness to it. He was yeah. I did. In a comment section, I did talk to him briefly about, and he did say it is based on a magnetone style vibrato. Okay. Um, but to yeah. me, there's always an there's always a clean signal in there as well. So, uh, is that a magnetone thing that there's a clean signal and the vibrato signal? Well, the magnetone thing we've got to compare it to is that the killer V, yeah, the that's the one, the that um, one tube, crazy tube. Oh no, here this one. Behind me there, that one, yeah. Oh God, I Maybe can't see got that to one. compare it to that. And he's already yeah. now made the VB2, which is yes. the dual one that's coming out as well. I think that's already on its way to us. And the Demo Drive, cool. which is already on its way to us. I think tomorrow that's arriving. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> the Demo Sexy Beast. So um, I think it's based on the the sex drive, the D- Durham oh, okay. Durham Electronics. Durham is that yeah. what it's called? Durham cool. um, Sex Drive and. Damien Damo's a, a sort of friend of mine and friend of Andrew's, 
Uh, he's a front of house guy. Used to do pony music uh, in in Melbourne. Like he used to kind of run the studio there, but now he's not not with them anymore. But uh, uh, you know, great uh, sound engineer, front of house engineer. So when the last sort of tour that I was involved with, with Leo Sayer, he was the front of house engineer there. That's sort of where I knew him from. Um, and uh, he's sort of the the trusty engineer. So whenever you read Mostronic stuff. Um, and he goes, you know, this is the new the prototype. It's going to my trusty engineer friend. That's Damien. And so the demo drive, I think that was Damien's idea that to take that that sex drive, mm. which a lot of p- players use, which is not necessarily a uh, a drive, but it's almost like a boost and EQ yeah, kind of thing. Boosty thing, yeah, right. Boosty EQ yeah. kind of thing, and a, a make betterer pedal. And I think he put his sort of flavor of it into it. And um, that's the demo, the sexy beast demo drive. <laughs> so that should be, I think tomorrow that's coming, that's arriving. Um, oh, cool. Already got the, and I don't know if the VB2 comes with it or comes later, I don't know. But he's been busy lately again, Andrew. He's He's got a serious lineup of stuff now. Yeah. Like Mostronics yeah, right. is, there's something for everyone there. There's a massive lineup of, of things mm. that he does. And I mean, he's sort of gone into pro audio as well. With you can buy rack compressors and rack um, channel strips and yep. and and DIs and this and that. And there's lots of stuff. So he's uh, and it's all good. His stuff is always good. But yeah, so the the VB1 vibrato. Okay. We're going to do a video of that next week. Oh, speaking of new stuff. Yeah, I've got a pedal for you that you have to pay for. <laughs> oh, cool. Which is oh the DOD. DOD. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. So I want to um, go and see Mark anyway, so I'll give him the money then. Yeah. Mark said, uh, take this for Gabor. He likes DID, right? I said, Yeah, yeah, I'll take it for him. <laughs> Excellent. That's uh, so anyway. That's kind of like I with Ed. Did you see the thing with Ed? Um I don't know. Uh Boss Ed. Yeah. Um so he what was the thing? Uh, yeah, our friend Ed, who is our liaison with Boss Roland Australia, he was selling a whole bunch of stuff through our Facebook pedal group oh yes i did i did see that and and he was selling some stuff and actually really good prices like he has some kind of boss stuff that's kind of a little bit rarer and he he has multiples of it he works for boss you know so um and he was selling it and he said i'm selling it for for decent prices and they were really good prices actually compared to you know i looked up on ebay some of the similar stuff and it was almost double on ebay the cheapest right anyway and i wrote oh tempting you know and then he replied to that and he said, oh, you strike me as a PN2 kind of guy, which is the, tre- the tremolo, vo- uh, the panner, that sort yeah, of green yeah. tremolo panner. Yeah, it's a terrible color, but it's cool. It's a terrible color, but it's uh, so it's yeah. basically a stereo pedal and it does that you can yeah. pan, like ping pong kind of panning and tremolo. And mm. he says, you strike me as a, as a PN2 kind of guy. And I go, yeah, you know me very well. And then all these other guys, like there's a guy, Cossy V. I don't know if you're listening, Cossy. But who like collects boss stuff and has pretty much multiples of everything boss has ever made. And a few other people chimed in and go, "You should buy it, Gabor. You should buy it." <laughs> and I, you know, <laughs> peer, I wrote down at bo- bottom, you know, do you guys like to peer pressure other people much? You know. <laughs> but anyway, I ended up buying it anyway because I was going to buy it anyway. Because I, sure. I messaged Ed and he goes, "Oh man, just you know." There was just a joke. Don't feel pressured into buying it. And I said, no, 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 no. I was would have Too bought late. it anyway. I just found it funny how 
people yeah. sort of, you know, <laughs> almost peer pressured me into buying it. So I ended up buying it off him because it was a gr- great price and I kind of collect. I have a bit of a collection of boss pedals here too. So, um, okay. you know, I'm not a, a, a super avid collector, but whenever I see something that, that I think is good that I want to get. And I actually almost, he also had an OD1, a long dash OD1. Yeah. But I kind of thought, oh, I'm not going to spend that much money on two pedals. I'll just get one of them and yeah. um, I'll get, I think I, I've noticed recently boss, a lot of the prices of kind of, they went stupid for a while and then they've come down a little bit again. They've gone back to more normal normal realm. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, OD1 is one that is missing in my collection. But, um, yeah. So, now I've got the, the PN2, the the Pana, Tremolo Pana. Uh, and there'll be a video of that coming up soon. Uh, also, I don't know. Did I talk about this already? Um, What's that? I bought this one a little while ago. Oh, I think you mentioned it the to me. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast. PW2 Power Driver, which is one Power of those ones. Driver. There are a few of those that are – they only made them for a very short time because yeah. no one bought them and no one wanted them, uh, which makes them somewhat rare. Uh, but <laughs> actually, this one's kind of cool. This is sort of like a um, a big muff but with mids. <laughs> See, rarity is a weird thing because rarity could mean it's like – really cool and only a few people know about it or it could mean it's just crap and no one bought it yeah so, <laughs> right? but also there's I a think reason it's rare because no one likes it i think with some of this stuff right yeah it is rare because it wasn't made very long because at the time it wasn't trendy yeah there's a few series like that like the um what's the echo one that we had have the white one or the, the terror echo terror echo terror echo yeah a, and i mean th- three yeah, they're cool. The they're Boss Fender it. ones. At the time, sure, yeah. no one wanted them. <laughs> yeah. It's only now. recently that, especially the Reverb, the price has gone stupid on them. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, so I bought this and it's actually, it's a pretty cool pedal. So I think uh, there's a couple of others that I want to get that are that look interesting, that were sort of a short-lived thing. Uh, sure. But yeah, that one came up really cheap. I think this was like 80 bucks. Uh, um, oh, cool. At, on Facebook Marketplace, and I, I it's worth a shot. Didn't have the box, but I mean, meh. Yeah, um, meh. But I bought it, and um, it actually it's actually pretty cool. It's it is kind of Big Muff esque, and the cool thing is, so this came out actually the Power Driver. I think this came out the same year or the year after. Yeah, ninety. I think ninety five came out the year after the Grunge pedal came out. Is that that old? Hmm. So I, I think this it was one early two thousands. No, no. What the Grunge or this one? No, that one. This one, yeah. No, no, this came out the year after the grunge pedal came out. And yeah, I think right. Boss is trying to kind of get in on the that sort of thing. You know, the yeah. kind of so Doomy. So the 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 controls on it are level, that's normal. Drive, that's normal. But then you have fat and muscle. Muscle. Fat and muscle. That's a power drive. <laughs> so I think they were kind of trying to and it has that kind of it is a little bit in that direction of the grunge. That sort of it's not as as angry yeah. bee as the grunge. The grunge yeah. is a, there's a lot of very angry bees in there, and it's but it's a sort of fuzz fuzzy distortion. It's like sure. a cross between a distortion and a fuzz, and I think this is the same sort of thing, where it's sort of okay. it, it it has that big muff vibe, but then it also has that it's like a distortionized big muff. Sure. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. a it's a okay. cool sounding pedal actually. 
Um, so there'll be a video of that coming up nice. at some stage. Also, I should also mention, okay, we're almost an hour into this and well, yeah, it's only just sort of start mentioning what's, what, what has come. Um, uh, new pedals that arrived. Berry pedals have sent us a whole bunch of pedals. They um, sent us. I think I've di- I did a um, I did a reel on Instagram, so you can see them if you want. But we've got the Breakup Deluxe, the Lavender, uh, the Double Doom Fuzz, and the Fat PH Fat um, that they sent us. Um, I think one is a more tube scr- is, is a tube screamish style drive, but with extra features and a boost that you can go pre or post. The other one is a Marshall-esque sounding drive, like Bluesbreaker-ish kind of drive. Again, with a boost that I think you can go pre and post. Cool. Then you've got the Fat, which is actually really cool, which is, I thought it was like an amp kind of of thing, but it's actually two rats, but two rats with full EQ, three-band EQ instead of just a filter. Uh, And you can stack them. It's cool. I like that pedal a lot, actually. Um, and then what was the last one? Oh, the Double Doom, which is two fuzzes cascading one into the other. Two, like, very fuzzy fuzzes, like, fuzzes, right. angry fuzzes. Angry fuzz. Two angry fuzzes. Up, upset ones. Yeah. Um, also, right. two cool. other, another brand that sent us some stuff um, is Space Sounds, more strange stuff. They sent us the Meteor Distortion and the Cosmic Tremolo. And the Meteor Distortion so- is cool. How would you describe the graphics on those? Because they're kind of like Fisher Price kind of like primary uh, colors. It is uh, to me because uh, we did the what was it Gal- um, Galactic Fuzz. We did a video of the Galactic Fuzz already. That's the one. Yeah. To me, it has it really looks like what would have been considered futuristic in the fifties. It has a kind of fifties vibe to it. Yeah, Jetsons. Jetsons kind of sort of kind of look. I actually, I think it, they look great. The yeah. colors, they're really vibrant colors, except for mm. the Meteor Distortion that's black. But it has that very, um, very 50s futuristic sound. You know, what in the, in the year 2000, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the flying yeah. cars in the year 2000. It, that sort of vibe, it, all of it is very space. I mean, a space sound, but all of it, you yeah. know, like a lot of the stuff in the 60s, like the Stratocaster and Stratotone yes. and the, you know, there was yeah. a Meteor, Meteora, Meteor, the one of the Silvertone guitars. And yeah. it's all that kind of space race, space kind of thing from the 50s. And yeah. To me, a yeah, very 50s looking designs on cool. it. I quite like the designs. I think that yeah. they're simple, but good. So the uh, Cosmic Tremolo is just a normal tremolo, but Meteor Distortion, it's just got one knob, which is the, it called re-entry, uh, <laughs> which is, the, which is yeah, I think, the amount of gain. And then you've got three different uh, clipping options. So it's super yeah. straightforward, super simple, uh, but it actually sounds really good. It's a good sounding drive. Um, yeah, cool. We should maybe very quickly talk about the love beams. We did a video on it, and I, I messaged. Um, oh yeah, uh, oh, I forgot his name, but the guys from Love Beams from Otis Audio, and I said, "Can we hang on to it?" Because this is one that I said I'll send back because they're just a small builder who's just starting up. But um, I said, "Can we hang on to it for a little bit more? I want to do a couple more videos with it because the video we did with it is really just scratching the surface, just a general overview because it's such a cool pedal." Yeah. Super soundscapey. It's it movie soundtrack. Kinda. It does so much. Well, That's the thing. It's it's yeah. 
so how would you describe it more like what were your thoughts on on when we did the video with this alex oh god um it's fun <laughs> yeah, well, yeah like, pretty much it's such a simple word but it is actually fun like you could eat like one of those pedals you'd you could easily lose an afternoon. With. Oh, or a couple of afternoons, yeah. Because, um, I mean, for, for people yeah. that don't, so what it is, I just kind so of try to explain what it is. Or yeah. what, what is it, Alex? Do you want to explain it? <laughs> should I put reverb on for this? Yes, put some reverb on. Okay. Oh, I should put reverb on for the space thing. You know, turn that off. Um, I don't know. It just does echo stuff and filter stuff and reverb so stuff. It's a delay filter reverb modulation pedal concoction but it kind so of does a lot of it at once <laughs> yeah it's not like a multi-effects eh? nah. it's like a it's all those things happening at once so you've got four different delay types two different filter types and two question marks which are <laughs> which <is laughs> always nice. and the manual's so cool it's so well written it's it's great the two question marks are kind of reverb-esque but then the delays aren't just delays. The delays with weird filters and modulation and tremolos and weird things that, and and I like how some of the the knob called Love will do multiple things, yeah. and if you turn Love down, it will turn one thing down and one thing up, and then as you turn it up, it will turn the one thing up and the other thing down, and it has sort of mm. multiple. Functions where you really have to work with the pedal. It's not you can't really dial in. Oh, I want it exactly like this with fifty controls. It sort of it limits you, but by limiting you, makes it creative. Um, yep. I really, yeah. really like it, and a feedback control as well. You know, so you have the delay feedback as you turn the feedback down, so there's less repeats. It turns the the modulation speed down or up, and then as you turn the feedback up. It adds fuzz <laughs> yeah. and turns the modulation speed up or down at the same time. So you get these crazy things that kind of interact with each other, which I think are really, really cool. I, I mm, think it's a great, that's a like, really, really, really well thought out pedal. Yep. Very I cool. think it's. And, and there's only what, six, seven knobs? So it's not like. Yeah. Yeah, we've got, it's no menus or secondary functions and all that crap. And I think I'm going to make an executive decision here, Alex. You. Because he's a really small builder. He just only just started and he's just started making this one pedal. I think we should buy this pedal off him. Sure. Just to support him yeah. and then make more videos done in future with it. I think we should buy this pedal off him as a channel, okay. you know, so. Yeah, sure. Done. Well, executive decision. Me so now this this is a tax write-off too. This. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should, damn it, I should have done something more important. Um, um, should have ordered some food. I had, a I had a question for you. Yeah. For today. Have you ever tried many Seymour Duncan pedals? No. Oh, sorry, pickups. pickups. Oh, pickups. Okay. I was going to say, I literally just yesterday or day before yesterday, as I was yep. filming the um, uh, amplitude modulation pedals, all the modulation pedals, it yeah. has the Seymour Duncan pedals in that. And I said in the video. Yeah, cool. Because one was a, it was a tremolo, uh, yeah, um, and it has all these different things. And I said, "This is a really cool sounding pedal. I wish I, I would really, really like to try the actual pedal." And I said, "Oh, Seymour Duncan, maybe we should work together." Uh, so funny that you mentioned that. Um, there you go. So Seymour Duncan pickups. Now I have my 
my red Jazzmaster has yep. uh, Duncan Antiquity One pickups in it, and I love the neck pickup. I think that's my favorite Jazzmaster, or my. Okay. I'm going to say probably my favorite sounding pickup out of any pickup I own. Mm-hmm. The neck pickup. Yeah, cool. The bridge pickup. I'm not a huge fan of, which is the same series, but it's too. What, what don't you like about it? Sorry. Like, like nasally or something? It is. It goes really honky. Like the neck okay. pickup is this beautiful, thick, kind of glassy, kind of really fat, warm pickup. And then you switch to the bridge pickup and it goes kind of honky and, yeah, maybe thinner and just, I don't know, I don't like it as much. Do traditional Fender Jazz pickups, Jazz Master pickups do that though? Uh, possibly. Is that kind of their thing? Well, I think I mean the the antiqui- the whole thing with the antiquity series is so the antiquity one is like the fifties, yep. early sixties. They're meant to be like a t- super accurate re- recreation of them, yep. and then the antiquity twos are the sixty one sixties ones, which I've played a. Um, I think it was a Thurston Moore Jazzmaster that has the antiquity two pickups in it, uh, which okay. in hindsight I should have bought because that was a cool guitar, but. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, very jangly, very almost too jangly. I like it. these are a bit darker right. antiquity ones, um, okay. and I played a few Seymour Duncan humbuckers in guitars. Um, yeah. But what, why? Why are you asking? Uh, well, our friend Mark has lent me some tele pickups to put in my jazz caster. Uh, okay. And one of them, one of them, the two sets that I took away to try out was a Kinman and a Seymour Duncan like traditional or vintage spec one or whatever they call it. Okay. So, and did you yeah. put it in your guitar yet or? Not yet. I haven't okay. been home. So this is just the other day. And, um, and oh, he fixed the pickup on the Sire too. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we got to do videos with that. So it turns out it was a dry solder joint on the back of the middle pickup, but not where the, the main wires come out, where the actual winding comes back into itself. Like ah. stops. So that's maybe so like, like a factory thing then. That's a Well, it was working for a while. Yeah, and then just stopped. And then so I didn't even think about that spot uh, to like try and because I tried to fix it myself. But yeah, so just learned to think about pickups. Well, there you go. Got to test that. And it's so minute, that, that wire. It's, oh, it's I can same. imagine. That's a tiny little wire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, so Seymour Duncan pickups. I've played a few. Like I said, I've played a few. I know... Um, Back in the days when I used mm. to work at a music shop, court guitars, a lot of the higher-end court guitars had Seymour Duncan pickups in them. Yeah, cool. That I thought sounded great. Um, do I have any other guitars with Seymour Duncans in it? I don't think I do. Um, I just have that, the, the Duncan Antiquity ones. But I know okay. uh, a lot of like pro players really like Seymour Duncan. Um, yeah, for sure. I just watched a video review on the um, Adam – what's his name? Adam – West. Sure, Adam West. Uh, it's what Adam West wasn't he, rejects wasn't, wasn't that makes ba- Adam West the best. Um, <laughs> wasn't he Batman? Adam West. Oh, yeah, he was Batman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, no, Adam Adam, jo- Adam Jones. Adam Jones? Is it the guitarist at a tool? People are going to yell okay. at, the, at the... But yeah, anyway, the, the tool guitarist. Sure. His new signature, uh, Gibson. Um, uh. And he's got... Seymour Duncan pickup in a bridge and a like okay. like a super hot Seymour Duncan pickup in a bridge and whatever the normal yeah. burst buckers or whatever they are in the neck. Okay. And 
the guy reviewing it said that's one of the best sounding um, Les Paul bridge pickup sounds he's ever had. <laughs> like he loved that sure. pickup, how it sounded. And I know okay. a lot of pro players use Seymour Duncan. Um, you hear, like, yeah. I used to watch, uh, less now because I don't have the time anymore really, but I used to watch a lot of Rick Rundowns, Premier Guitar Rick mm. Rundowns. And so many players would say, oh, I've swapped the pickups out of whatever guitar and there's Seymour Duncan and such and such. Yeah. Lots of oh. players use them. I watched a um, rig rundown the other day with Train. Okay. I'm not sure if you saw that. No. It's, I think it's a newish one. Anyway. Um, I watched so the Pat Finity the... show about uh, the Train song. <laughs> Do you know Pat Finity? Do you watch that show? No. He's great. What makes this song stink? Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the best okay. YouTube channels in the world. But anyway, go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it uh, turns out they were all like really cool dudes. And um, uh, what's the guy that does the interviews? The Nashville dude? John Bollinger? Yes, thank you. So they end up like asking John about questions about gear and they just end up having a chat rather than just showing off the collection of guitars. Yeah. And one of the guitar players has only been in the band for a couple of years or something. He's kind of newish. And he had to learn to play ukulele for that song. Oh, that, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, hey, yeah. And so he's learning the gig and he had to learn the song and he couldn't work out the voicings. So I talked to, I think the bass player actually is a great guitarist and plays maybe some flamenco stuff or ukulele. Anyway, I think the bass player recorded some of the ukulele parts. Okay. And he goes, oh, actually... It's in a different tuning. It's not in standard ukulele tuning. So, uh, so this guitarist now only, can only play one song on ukulele, and it's that song, and it's in an odd tuning. Okay. So, so if anyone hands him a uke, he's like, oh, got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn the instrument for that one one pop song, and they um, apparently they do a lot of high end corporate and private shows, like all really the trained. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. it's like. The thing they do, they'll get flown to Hawaii for a set for. Well, they are sort of a bit of a dad rock sort of band, so they're one of those, um, you know. Slightly, hey, we're yeah. going to have, do, have this corporate event. We need a, a band that uh, you know is, has a bit of a profile, but we don't want in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. You know, we don't want anything controversial in any way. Uh, what's the most yeah. beige of all bands? Oh, let's <laughs> let's get trained. <laughs> um, they're saying they have like a whole separate rig of fly date stuff. Okay. And there's, and even if they, they do like a TV thing or like a, a corporate event, there's always a ukulele because that's one of the bloody songs I have to play. And, um, oh, yeah, because that's the biggest hit. Yeah. So that's the hit. And, um, but they, they seem like cool dudes. So even, I didn't realize this, they did a um, Zeppelin tribute like album. Okay. Did, yeah. No, I didn't know that either. They just, yeah. They just so happen to have, bunch of pop songs that hit the hit the charts so yeah uh if you get a chance um watching um watch and if you haven't watched any of them watch them in chronological order uh pat Mm. finity go and check him out and what makes this song stink he's done seven episodes (laughs) and i think it is that hey soul sister i think that's the song that's the ukulele song isn't it he did a "What Makes This Song Sting" on "Stink" on "Hey Soul Sister," and he's—he's. He's, I, I genuinely think he's one of the best guys on YouTube to watch. He—he—he <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. he, he has this kind of. I don't know. Have you ever seen any of his stuff? 
Uh, not what I know of it. Rob, 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 and Matt, the other podcast that I do, Rob and Matt and I, we have a, we always <laughs> message each other when a new one comes out because oh, sure. um, he 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 has this thing with Rick Beato. <laughs> oh really? And he goes, well, Rick Beato has a million subscribers, so and he has a, a wall <laughs> of amps behind him, so I must put a wall of amps behind me. So he has all these like a, like an old PV amp and like really crappy looking cheap things, and then he says, "Oh, and he has pedals behind him." So he has this pedal, um, what is it called? Like a, a oh, what does he call it? Um, I can't think of. You know what babies have that kind of circles around their heads? Yes, a um, oh god, yeah, not you mean? Yeah, you know, you know what I mean, like a like yeah. a rotating thing that goes over your head. So he has this thing that kind of spins around with pedals that go in front of him and behind him. And <laughs> uh, and then whenever he says anything about music theory, he always says Beato, you know. <laughs> so, oh, and this is just another, you know, 1564 Beato song. And <laughs> it's really, he's he's really, really good. The, 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 the yeah, cool. okay. really well-made, really, really well-made videos. Nice. But start at the first one. And watch him get, okay. you know, bigger because the first one's really low budget and then it gets better, bigger budget and better and better and puts more time and effort into it. And he did one on Red or Chili Peppers and he's, um, um, yep. Danny California and he did one. <laughs> the, uh, the first one was on Kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he did uh, he did one which was a Kid Rock one and he did uh, Weezer Beverly Hills and he did yeah, he did right. one. He couldn't decide which Lenny Kravitz song, "American Woman" or um, uh, what's the other one? Which the uh, one? "I Want to Get Away," "Fly Away." He fly, couldn't fly, decide fly, which yeah. one, so he did the Kravitz Bowl, <laughs> where he like did almost like decide which one's more crap <laughs> of the two. And he's he, it's really really funny, really 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 funny to watch. Um, yeah, funny. Great, great. He, and he's actually quite a good guitar player himself. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so yeah, watch Pat Finnerty. Finnerty, I think it is. Yeah, F-I-N-N-E-R-T-Y. And he's got 123,000 subscribers. So when I first started watching him, he had mm. less subscribers than us. Now he has 100,000 more than us almost. So he, it, it, it's it's really good stuff he does. Blown up. Yeah, cool. It's really blown up. And it's, he's, yeah. But it is genuinely great. He's really good. So go watch it, Pat Finnerty. What makes this song stick? Okay. Um, Very good. Okay. Well, on that note, is there anything else that's new that we need to talk about? Did we talk about the? I mean, just briefly because it's we're coming up to an hour twenty. Um, have we talked about the G series K line stuff that we're slowly going through? Uh, Monarch did. Monarch yeah. Did. Well, we've got all the K line G series stuff, and we're slowly yeah. going through it. Um, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Um, yes. Most of it's pretty cool. They look fun. Yeah, uh, they cheap. are pretty cool actually, the, and the graphics yeah, yeah. look good, and they're uh, built well, and they're a, a interesting size. They're sort of not mini pedals, but not quite normal size. They're mm. sort of in between. Yep. So that's that, yeah. And um, uh, oh, and I'm not going to talk too much about it, but there may possibly be if you made it in this far, which I think we're going to end it down in a second anyway. But if you made it in this far, there may possibly be a pedal coming up soon. That may or may not no have something to do with me. Oh no! And things I'm into that may or may not be almost a signature pedal of mine. What? 
just you heard it here yeah, first, folks. It. So um, if you go. made it this far, um, yes, I, I, I'm not talking about it yet because I haven't even had the first prototype sent to me yet to to check out. But uh, if there is such a thing as a prototype, let's just say if there <laughs> may be something like that, then they may not have even have sent the first prototype to me yet to check out. But there may be something Let's coming make. up. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun, hey? Hmm. It's, did I tell you about it already? I told you about it, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool, yep. cool, yeah. So something to uh, – and it, it could be at first anyway, quite a sort of limited run, mm-hmm. and then see how people like it, and then uh, it could become a permanent run by this um, – all I'm going to say is Australian manufacturer. Manufacturist of pedals. Yeah, yeah. Manufacturist is a word. Manufacturist, um, yes. Well, I'm going to put the reverb back on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's reverby. I can't hear. I, I couldn't hear it then. I don't know if it's. What? Oh, now I can reverb. hear it. Now I can hear it. There's yeah. only very little reverb on. Yeah, I know. Can you I'll turn a knob? Isn't the there a knob to turn give you more? No, it's just on or off. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, that's boring. I turn off. Okay. Um. I might have to uh, cruise. Yeah, me too. So, um, thanks for hanging, everyone. Yeah, it's been a long podcast. I didn't think we were going to talk for this long, but we talked for almost an hour about the UAD dream, so yeah, something to talk about. Well, right. yeah, thanks, Alex, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and sorry about the uh, the this year very irregular <laughs> release dates. Of we, need to be, we need to be more regular. We need to be more regular. Yeah, some, no, some podcast metamucil. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Or... We, uh, podcast prunes. We need to eat some more podcast prunes. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, yeah. So, Thanks, uh, what's the word for the day? Uh, Ooh, Gabor's signature pedal. There you go. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, right. if you if you made it this far, uh, leave a message somewhere saying Gabor's signature pedal, and I will give you an emoji cookie or multiple emoji cookies. Uh, mm. So, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Alex. Um, Thanks for hanging. Uh, working much this weekend? Yes. You are? Medium. Medium. Okay. Me too, medium. medium. <clears throat> Not super much, but medium. medium. Yeah. And on that note, I'll see you next week on Tuesday. Sounds good. See you soon, folks. And I'll see all we, you hear all of us in whatever podcast time land. until our next podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.